Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Zach. And I'm Austin. And, and this, this is The Human Vibe. Hast du etwas Zeit für mich? Und singe ist ein Lied für dich. Come on, baby. <laughs> okay, y'all, every time, every single time that we, where we start off, I'm like, okay, Austin, you start, you know, whatever you feel, just do it. A lot of times it's music. And this is what my heart was feeling well, today. We just a little bit ago, we were singing that, we were singing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, and I thought you were going to start off with that. Uh, so then all of a sudden you start singing non 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 and I'm just like, <laughs> the what is going on? Human jukebox, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello. Welcome hello, hello. to... Part two of this series we are doing right now, um, our own solo adventures. And yes. I am literally just so excited to now have the shoe on the other foot. And we are going to be talking about Zach's adventures. Yes. Uh, but first, a uh, quick little background. You know, and honestly, just go back to the episode before this and listen, because I ain't going to spill all the tea, but I'm going to give you a, a quick little <laughs> lightning talk real quick. So in October, we had some friends who couldn't make it. Things out of our control. So sad. Then we uh, were like, all right, let's go plan our own little soul Well, trips. we were really sad and we were like, we need to pick me up. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean to go back to the first one. Go, you, we, go listen. We, yeah, you'll, you'll see. It, it really was heartbreaking. And we totally were just like, all right, let's do our own solo adventures. First time for both of us. And um, from the first one you found out, I went to Terramina, uh, and which is absolutely beautiful. Again, go back, listen. But today, the shoe was on the other foot. Yes. And where are we going to be talking about you going today? Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I went to Austria and Germany. Um, and so, one so awesome. Of, one of our good friends had actually invited us earlier in October to come to like a Stammtisch, which, a little education, a Stammtisch is the like children. basically the table like where you go and you talk and you chat and whatever, but it's just kind of a meetup with friends. It's really fun. It's just really focused on connecting with people, mm -hmm. talking, having fun. Drinking, you know. just enjoying each yeah. other's company. Yeah, and originally we said no because we had friends that were coming. Mm -hmm. And when the plans fell through, I was like, well, I, I would love to go to Germany. You know, experiencing some of that culture shock, I think it was also going to be really wonderful for me to go somewhere where that I, you know, knew very, like, intimately, mm -hmm. very well. Absolutely. Um, and so the cool thing about living in Europe is domestic flights within Europe are so cheap. Yes. Okay. So talk about, let's, let's paint a picture. So yeah, you yeah. left mm -hmm. a couple days before me. You were planning on being gone for how many oh, days? Oh, this was like four days before the flight that we booked these tickets. Oh yes. And, and you I, were planning to be gone for mm -hmm. almost a week? Yeah. Yep. Six days. I was, oh. I think, yeah, I left earlier that week and then. So yep. four days before you're looking mm -hmm. for tickets. Yeah, I left Tuesday. I came back on Sunday. Monday. I came back on Monday, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking for tickets literally days before. And I'm like, well, I actually told Austin. I was like, there's no way. I mean, three days before, anybody who books flights, I mean, especially right now with the holidays going on and everything. And the you pandemic. You know how expensive it is, especially in the, even in the U.S. Oh, in domestically in the United States. Oh. Uh, you can find good deals here and there. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but I mean, like, in Europe, it's like if... It's always a good deal. Yeah, you and we fly with like Ryanair and it's like the budget airline. But it's like you never really on a flight more than two hours in Europe. Exactly. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm like looking online and I'm like, well, it's, there's probably not going to be anything that's like that cheap. No joke, y'all. So I'm leaving from Palermo 
And I thought, okay, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get it nonstop because it's Palermo. You know, it's not like it's yeah, Rome it's a, or yeah, something. Yeah, we're a little out of the way here. Yeah, just a little bit. So I'm like, well, you know, there's not going to be a direct flight. Well, I found a direct flight to Vienna and it was like $65. <laughs> and then a direct flight from Frankfurt, what? 19 US dollars. So one way flight from Palermo to Vienna for yeah. 65 bucks. Yep. And then a flight from Frankfurt yeah. back to Palermo for yep. $19. Y'all, that's yeah, amazing. No joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it is it's wild. And then I even added bags like that I was going to carry with me on and everything and I think I ended up paying $20 in addition to both of them. Still. That wh- yeah. Mind blown. Yeah, it was awesome. So to- leave to austria fly home from germany yeah so i mean yes seriously. you were like when uh, that process i know we were looking for a while yeah but when you decided to do this how did that make you feel i mean i was really excited i really wanted to go see sarah and i really wanted to our friend oh, shout out to sarah we love you oh and ava we're giving Eva, all of our love. we love you ava um but and Lara as well. So many people. Uh, Actually, yes. we have a lot of people in Germany that were like, "We love." We should you. just do a podcast episode <laughs> and just saying the names of people we love. No. Uh, um. But uh, anyway, so I was really excited because I was yeah. experiencing a lot of like home, like not homesickness, but I really missed um, Jamie and Travis. I was excited for them to come and and see us. And when that fell through, you know, I did want to feel something that felt a little closer to home. Yeah, you know, we were struggling because with we, culture shock. Yeah, we were there. struggling like. I have conversations with people every day in English, but unfortunately, like outside of this apartment, you you don't get to. Yeah, that's true. How does yeah. that make you? In that moment, I don't even I know how you were feeling, but how did that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it obviously just made me um, want to find something that felt a little bit more familiar, where I could connect with people. So I was excited for the trip, and yeah, when we were planning. Um, the other really cool thing about Europe is that, especially in countries like Germany and Austria, mm-hmm. I mean, you're connected by rail. So it wasn't even a question oh, if I could so get it. Fun. So I, I booked the tickets and then the other hurdle is accommodations, right? So in the U S oh, like yeah. if you think about it, if you go to any chain hotel, even if it's off like the highway in like, you know, Covington, Indiana or something, you're still paying at least a hundred dollars a night. And then with taxes and everything else, it's like 120. It's really hard to find something that's decent. Yeah. Under 100. Oh, oh, that's decent. Yeah. Oh, that's what I, I mean. mean. You like could decent. stay at like the super eight for 48 bucks, but like you may get bed bugs. Ooh. I, uh, yeah. I mean, let's not bring up any brands specifically, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You could, like, you know, you know, you know what I mean? If you go to a discount hotel in the U S like where you're paying well under a hundred dollars, like you got to question. Some uh, there's, there's some things, we need but to in Europe, about. it's not the same. It just isn't. No. It's, I think that there are a lot of like pension and like a pension is kind of like, a you know, kind of like a budget hotel, but a lot of places in Europe also offer free breakfast. It's really easy to find that. Mm-hmm. Austin stayed in a bed and breakfast, and we talked about that in the last yes, episode. Yes, I loved that place. And, and it wasn't it was, super expensive. It didn't no, and it was, yeah, perfectly located. So yeah. when when you were looking, uh, oh, so let's get Let's give some numbers, though. Let's give some numbers here. So we use, Ooh, booking, yeah. we use booking.com. Hello, booking.com. Booking.com is really cool because you can find places with free cancellation. Sometimes the rate might be like a couple dollars more a night, but you can basically cancel for free, like up until like 48 hours before you're supposed to be checking in. So if something does come up, it's yeah. really easy. And like That's we said in previous podcasts, when we traveled out West, we were using booking.com, booking.com just com, like yeah. waking up, driving, finding something. So yeah. So there's really a, great, yeah, there's a travel tip for you. 
Um, Airbnbs in Europe, unfortunately, are not always going to be the cheaper option. No. And it's better for us for staying long term. Yeah, yeah. You're only there for a few days. Yeah, and there's like free breakfast. So let me give you some numbers. Let's run like run through this. So in Vienna, I was in the city center, mm-hmm. um, literally right outside the Ringstrasse. Anybody who knows, and I'll talk about that in a second. But in Vienna, I was there for a few nights and then was going on to Germany. But I think the total cost for like being in Vienna was like under $200 for like three nights. Three nights, city center. Breakfast included. Breakfast. We'll definitely three be, days. Yeah, we'll definitely events. be posting some yeah. stuff on our social yeah. media. And in Heidelberg, love for you to share it. Yeah, in Heidelberg, it was even cheaper per night. And I got like a full service room with like, you know. So just some, I just want to paint a picture of what we were able to book and what's realistic when, we, when you're planning a trip like this in Europe. So anyway. But the morning that I left, I had to go back to the airport in Palermo. And if you didn't listen to our when we arrived in Italy, definitely go back because I described the airport and kind of like how the bathrooms and everything uh, are yeah, set so up. So you're traveling <laughs> in a country that you don't speak the language by yourself. And you've done it before, but it's just that feeling. It can sometimes it can just be so overwhelming. Yeah. And I... I will say I had a nonstop flight. That was a huge blessing. Oh, plus one. Yeah, that was nice because like I knew bucks. if I can get through this process of checking in in Palermo, which yeah. it was wild because it is hard to read stuff. A lot of things here are not always in English. And for example, in the airport, because of COVID guidelines, mm-hmm. they had changed like how you checked in. So they had signs up and it would like the English sometimes was just not the best translation because it was like a laminated. Yeah, you're you're navigating in a and <laughs> that the English is incorrect. You're, yeah, it's just navigating through <laughs> yeah. not knowing what anything says. Sometimes. I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, follow the tourists. Like, follow follow, the tourists. You're just, like, <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> but yeah, I got there. I got my bag checked in with Ryanair. It was so easy. It was actually the fastest check in I think I've ever done. Like I literally walked up, showed her the Don't stuff. Don't you just love that in. feeling? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. That's a plus um, one. Yeah. So when you arrive to Vienna yeah. Oh, wait, Austria. wait, wait. But really quickly, I do want to talk about a human interaction I had. So I had to wait oh. to get onto a bus to go in on the tarmac to get on the plane. Oh. And there was a guy behind me speaking English. It was like very broken English, but I could tell like he spoke English. And so I turned oh. around and he, he was talking with a gentleman behind him who was going skiing in the Alps. And... He was just talking to him about that, and I was like, okay, he's talking in English, and I hadn't heard that in a while, so I turned around and I you asked like, Your him. ear is like perked up. Yeah, but I could tell he was Italian, and I said, so you're studying? And he goes, yeah, I'm actually studying in the Czech Republic. He's like, but I oh, fly cool. into Vienna because it's cheaper. I was like, that's so cool. So I was like, tell me about this. And he's like, I grew up in Italy, grew up in Sicily. I was like, how is your English so good? He's like, my dad actually did business, did a couple business trips to the U.S., and he goes... And he met Americans and he told him, he's like, you need to learn English. If you ever wow. want to do business in the U.S., you need to learn English. So he, his dad paid for him to have a private tutor oh. to tutor him in English. Yeah. So he's, that's like a 1% of people. Yeah. That's so rare. So, like for real. And you just like happen to meet this person in yeah. line with yeah. the bus to get on the tarmac. Yeah. So we were just chatting like, about oh. it. Yeah. He and, was studying political science, which I studied as and, well. And that's so cool because you already were looking for being able to connect with strangers in genuine yeah it was already happening before it was I even already left. happening so <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it was cool that's a cool really cool start of the trip yeah it was it was definitely like a really cool part of the trip and then when we drove out to great the plane, way to kick it off the plane that they took us to was literally on the far outskirts of where the planes were parked so a lot of times at palermo airport um, they don't have a lot of like the extendable runway or the like yeah. the entryway or whatever. So you actually have to like go out onto the tarmac. And so Ooh, VIP kind of, well, we were at the edge and anybody who like if where the 
airport is located is like right by the sea. And that's right something else we talked about. Right? And yeah, and the plane was literally parked right there. And it was a really warm day in Palermo. It was like, I think it was like upper 60s, sunny, you know, really oh, beautiful day. End of October. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was really windy. But I knew in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get to Vienna and it's going to be like, you know, in chilly, the 40s chilly. or something. Yeah, a lot AKA, cooler. what is that in Celsius? Educating the children. <laughs> Austin's better at this than, than I. I would say you went from like eighteen to nine. Yeah, yeah, like low twenties or like upper, you know, yeah, yeah, nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. So it was like kind of a wild change, and I knew it was going to happen. Um, but anyway, so that feeling of arriving in Austria. Yeah. What when you got off the plane and you started to hear people speaking German? Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, yeah. so when we landed, it was chilly, and I remember right before we landed, we flew over kind of this part of the Austrian countryside that immediately I knew I was not in Italy anymore because the trees were all changing, and Austria is like a, it just is a very clean looking, like it's a very, it still has a lot of wilderness, there's a lot of farms, and Mm -hmm. I I saw a landscape that looked a little bit more like what I was used to, and I was just, I I remember I had like a tear in my eye right before we landed, and I was just like so thankful to be there. Austria, like Vienna, for those who don't know, Vienna was actually the first place that I traveled to abroad back in 2011. Mm -hmm. And that started everything. Yeah. And this was the first time I'd been back since March of 2011. That's really special. Yeah. I was really excited. Um, and so when we landed in Vienna, the first thing we had to do is we went through a checkpoint. So normally in the EU, when you fly, you don't have to go through any checkpoint because it's domestic, right? If you're going between Schengen countries, Right now, because of COVID, I have never seen such enforced borders in Europe since I've been going to Europe. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So when I landed, everyone, it didn't matter even if you were from Austria, you had to show proof of like vaccination Mm -hmm. or a negative PCR Mm -hmm. test. And so I got up there and I remember showing the border security officer my American passport and he gave me this look right away. Like Mm -hmm. I knew. He's like, here we go. Yeah, he's like, where did you come from? Alles war auf Deutsch, but everything was in German. So he was just like, you know, vollkommen sicher. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you from? And I told him in, like, just right in German. I just said, we're from the U.S., but right now we live in Italy. And when I said it all in German, he just gave me this like smile and was like, okay, yep, there you go. Uh, it, that was like a uh, moment where I felt like I could communicate and I could uh, advocate for myself, especially after Paris. Right, I don't speak French, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I think I heard we somewhere. You get in there. to, <laughs> you get to come to a place where there could be difficulty, and you're just like, no, yeah, but I can advocate. If I get lost, I I was like, you know what? I don't even care if I get lost. I know how to communicate, even if it's somebody oh, who doesn't powerful. speak English that well. Yes, you know? yeah, I can communicate in German. Yeah, it was really cool. So anyway get to Vienna, and then I needed to go catch a train. This is where like my language came in again. So. I'm going to be honest, it had been a moment since I had traveled with public transit systems in Europe. They're very well connected, but there is a little bit of a learning curve. Mm-hmm. If you can read a map, though, and you mm-hmm. understand like mm-hmm. where you're going, it should be okay. But I remember getting there, and I was like, I need to catch this train. I bought a train ticket um, for the one that was like leaving within five minutes. And I was like, which like Gleis. which platform yeah it's called a Gleis of Deutsch. where am I supposed to go I know what like which Gleis is it but I got onto the train and I thought it was it was the correct one well there was a family of Germans sitting right there and I said again I was like able to commute just you can assume say I, yeah I communicated everything oh yeah I was just like um you know fat is a zug what is this train Hob- 
Yeah, Wiener Hauptbahnhof, nach Hauptbahnhof. It, yeah. Like, is it, are we going to the station? main train station? Yeah. And they all just like looked at me like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh. So that's when I got to Vienna. Like, I was there. I was on the train headed toward the main train station. And I just remember sitting there listening to everything and understanding it, but also like looking out the window and just seeing like fall. Because at this time, like yeah. the leaves are changing. Oh. And it's, it was really pretty there it was, when I was there. Was it? Would you describe it as like a breath of fresh air, like truly? Yeah, it was. It, it felt different, you know. Like I think that Palermo is not like all of Sicily, you know. And we'll talk about that in some episodes later on about our trip to Siracusa, mm-hmm. um, and obviously go back and listen to Austin's story about Tarmina. But I think that going from Palermo to a place like Vienna, Vienna is, is very like well functioning. It's very beautiful. It's very like well designed. Oh my gosh, it's wonderfully designed i mm-hmm. love it i love it how it how it's laid out um but yeah just like being there was a breath of fresh air absolutely i think that's a really good way of like describing it but anyway i got there got to the main train station and from the trains like i never had to leave a building so mm-hmm. from the airport i go to the train station that's like underneath the airport mm-hmm. then from there i go to the hauptbahnhof and then from there i go to station. a subway station oh <laughs> they're all so that well connected <laughs> so there we go. We're like, that's like three modes of transportation. Yeah. Plane, yeah. train, subway. And it, it was so easy. You know, I, bam, boom, bam, boom. It well was connected so easy. Cities and I will say like Vienna is one of my absolute favorite. I think it is my, it is my favorite large city um, and capital in Europe. Like I just Vienna love Stan. Vienna. Yes. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I got there and I made it. I, it took me a little yes. learning curve. Yes. <laughs> and you finally had, you know, you were there for three days and you filled your time with, you know, you're, you're you're in one of your favorite cities, the first city you've ever experienced in Europe. You mm, called it yeah. the, um, that was like the start of it. Yeah. That was the flame to your ignition. Yeah, well, that, no, that was the ignition to my flame. Yeah. yeah. Come on, the ignition to the flame. I know what you mean. So I got there and I went to the, uh, ho- got to the hotel and ironically, I actually stayed at the exact same hotel. I know it's really sentimental, but I stayed at the exact same hotel. Oh that I did the first time I went because I knew, I knew where it was. Yeah. But I remember when I got out of like the subway stop that I got off at, um, I was walking along the street and it was just right away the way that Vienna feels, it feels like you're like transported back in time mm. to this place between like 1880s and like the 1920s or 30s. A lot of the signage still looks like that 1930s vibe. You've it's described it ways that it, Paris is a wannabe Vienna. No, 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 not necessarily. Not a wannabe, but I think that what it is is like Paris is Paris. There, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think what a lot of people think Paris is, which is like this very like calm, like you sit out on a terrace and you're eating accordion music and you're having and, coffee yeah. and it's slow. It's not like that. Paris mm-hmm. is very overwhelming. I mean, it's the number one most visited city yeah. in the world. So, so Vienna so. is... Vienna is like this hidden gem because it has all the art. It has the 1880 like imperial design mm. that a lot of things in Paris were mimicked mm. off of. Um, Beautiful. Schönbrunn, like in the palaces of the Habsburg, which was the reigning dynasty for the Austria-Hungary like empire. Like they built all of these gorgeous buildings all over. So I'm walking to my hotel and I'm just surrounded by like opera houses and museums and all these Things cute cafes love. and oh. it's just it's street cars oh. that look like they're from 1920 going down the road. Stinging. You know what I mean? It's so yes. cute. It's really magical, right? It is. It's and it just and they have these like boulevards like for people to walk along mm-hmm. and there's like tr- str- like trees lining them. And so you're walking and it's almost like the trees are like guiding you through the city. 
And as you go, you like go to the museum's quartier, which is like the museum's quarter. Mm -hmm. And it's like these giant, beautiful, like natural history museum, art museums. And I was just like, wow, I'm back. And I was there for three days. But one of the days I was leaving really early uh, to travel to Munich. But the only one thing, well, two, there were two things that I wanted to do when I was in Vienna. Mm -hmm. One was to have a traditional Viennese Uh. dinner. Yum. <laughs> and then the other yes, one. Yes, of course. We've been missing. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we've been missing German, German Austrian food. food. We've been missing it. Yeah. And little side note, Cork in Ireland doesn't have a German restaurant at all. Yeah. Like we tried to find German What's stuff. What's the in tea Cork. with that? Come on, Cork Co- peeps. <laughs> at Cork. Opportunity. <laughs> so you wanted to have an amazing, amazing, amazing dinner. dinner. And the other one was I really wanted to go to the Belvedere Museum, the Belvedere Art Museum. Oh, wow. It's one of the most famous art museums in the world. Mm-hmm. And it has like a, a huge collection of work from Gustav Klimt and Austrian uh, artists, but it's kind of smaller. It's, I mean, the Louvre is just a city. Yeah. If you've ever been to the Louvre, it's like an underground huge. city. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's huge, but the Belvedere is manageable in an entire morning. So mm-hmm. I, I had a reservation to be there at 9am and I think I was, I went the next day, um, so actually, wait, wait, let me go back to the meal because I had that the first night. Well, okay, so there were two things you wanted to do. Have the Austrian <laughs> yeah, meal and then and go, go to, to the, the Belvedere. Belvedere. So those were two things. So before we get to the museum, yeah. what'd you have for dinner? Okay, that's right. Yeah, so I that night I was so tired. I mean, I had been traveling all day, but I was like, I need to do this. I made a reservation at this like really traditional place uh, uh, in Vienna that I found really great reviews on. Do you have any pictures of it? Not good. Okay, I'll tell you why. Okay, I don't. Okay, I don't. Okay. Ha- I don't have good ones, um, and I'll tell you all why in just a second. But it was kind of over there near Stephansdom. So the way that Vienna is is like in the very Altstadt is basically pedestrian only. Okay, the city Come on, used to like be, a lot of European cities. Yeah, is like the old city was beautiful, surrounded by a wall that eventually became a main boulevard or a road mm-hmm. when they tore the wall down, and it's the Ringstrasse. And so anyway. It was like over there near Stefan's Dome in the middle of like the old part of the city. So I found it and I walked in and immediately I was just like, oh my gosh. So anybody who's from Indy, you know, like the Ratskeller and that kind of traditional German style. I mean, this was like different. Austrian, I think Austrians Uh, are even more traditional. Oh yeah. More, how do you say that? Like they're a little bit more kitschy, a little bit more, I don't know. I I would yeah, I don't think kitschy is a bad word per se, no, but I, I like understand it. what you're saying. You got yeah, you got like little Stein cups like all yeah. over the walls and it, oh like the gosh. little wooden just really traditionally beam like what we would think of German but oh, Austrian yeah. is even, and it was I so think. cozy. Yeah. Yeah, so I got Wiener oh. Schnitzel. I got ooh, the schnitzel. Ooh. I had to, right? Come on. <laughs> How big was it? <laughs> huge. Like a traditional Wiener like schnitzel. the size of a plate? Huge. Oh, yeah. Like the size of a dinner plate. Ugh. They they pound, like they they make it so flat oh and so crispy. Gosh. And I got a like German potato salad. Um, and then I got this like salad. And then they give it me like a bread bowl with this butter that was like made with red pepper. Like so it was like a red pepper butter. That's... And of course, like you know, I had a few beers. Come on, what kind of beer? Win and Veen. just like a traditional. I got like a Helles, like a Helles, like a light uh, uh, wheat beer. That just sounds like so good. So you had your fill, yes, of and what I, you wanted. I didn't yes. take pictures though because this is the reason okay. why. <laughs> I w- didn't wear jeans, but I wore kind of like this button-down shirt. But it was just like you know, just a button-down shirt, a long mm-hmm. sleeve shirt. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be dressed okay. Well, I, one thing I forgot in Vienna is they're bougie. Mm-hmm. Like, they are bougie. That's oh, yeah. Like, 
dress. Oh yeah. They are a little bougie. They're mm-hmm. very European. They definitely care about like the way that they dress. And so I like walk into this dining room that they bring me to and like I look around and everybody is you just dressed to the nines. Like they're going ah, to some Paris girl. fashion week. <laughs> Men in suits. No joke. Oh gosh. Oh no. But like with these cute like little scarves on, Aww. you know, these like Hermes scarves. And, and you here in like jeans. My frumpy look <laughs> You're, I you're was here. not in jeans. I was not in jeans. I was in I was in chinos. Okay, he was in chinos. <laughs> but you were just having your like everyone in the lunchroom looking at I you. I was moment. like, I was like, oh shoot, I am that person. Uh-huh. So <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do was get out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they would be here like, hey y'all. I'm I was like, yeah, there'd be banjos playing. I'd be like, hey like, y'all, I'm from India. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, this American, he's so dumb. <laughs> but the really cool part was then I started listening to the languages around the room and I heard French. Uh, um, I heard Italian. There was actually a big, t- I was like, well, I cannot get away from Italy. I get it though. I get it though. So same. <laughs> but yeah, Italians. And then um, I actually heard some English speakers behind me. But the dinner itself was just so wonderful. The wait staff uh, were great. Like it was a great experience. I'll link what the name of the restaurant was like was in the description so that you can go and see it. And if you're ever in Vienna, I recommend it. Like highly yes. recommend it. Heck yeah. yes. They were wonderful. But before I ended the night, I was walking home to the hotel and I stopped in at this little bar because this woman was out on the street and she was like just the sweetest thing. And I was like, you know, I think I'll get a, like a, you know, a pair of tea, like something. Yes, you know you were I mean? on vacation. You are. Yeah. Yeah. By I was. yourself feeling your oats. I was feeling like, happy. Come on. Feeling, yeah. Let's go get another cocktail. Oh yeah. So I like go into this like little bar and I ended up striking up a conversation with this, this woman who worked there and off Deutsch, like oh, German. In German. Yeah. Cause you know, in Austria I would say compared to maybe certain parts of Germany, like you may not find somebody who is like completely fluent in English. Like they they just don't use it. But we just talked about what it's like to be a bartender in Vienna. And she was explaining to me how that is. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, just what the city of living. She's like, I'm from here. Like I, I grew up she here. She born and raised. Yeah. Oh, it, those, see again, it was so beautiful. having conversations. And we talk about this time and time again, having conversations with wait staff literally just paints the city to be so like, those are great tourism. Like I love shout out hospitality. Come on. Come absolutely. On. Yeah. So you we're able to be like, she's born and raised there. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. And it was funny because at one point there was this like guy who came in and he was actually Polish and he did not speak German. And he was kind of, you could tell that he was really inebriated and he was being a little inappropriate to her. Oh. But I walked up there and I was like, this is my sister. Leave her alone. Oh. And he goes, this is your sister. And I'm like, yep. And you she, said, oh, with cocktail in hand. And like, she gave me a free schnapps because of that. Oh, oh. you said, this is my I'm like, you need to leave. This is my sister. You need to go, man. I'm like, you need to leave. Oh my gosh. If, <laughs> but that speaks to who you are. You were like, you are not about to come up here and say nothing to this amazing, beautiful, amazing human and being. She, I was like, okay, I'm just a really quick little note about that. Like, ladies, I'm really sorry that there are so many scumbags in the world because I have witnessed True. it multiple times throughout my life and having sisters. Yeah, I watched this guy come in. He was really drunk and he starts saying things to her that I could tell is just making her uncomfortable. And you said, not today. Yeah, and she kind of, I talked to her later on. I was like, is that normal? And she goes, no, but it does happen. And she goes, and I feel safe because, you know, she's like, nothing really has ever happened. And we have security, yeah. you know, yeah. that yeah. they're very good about roaming the city. 
So oh, anyway, that's great. And she was like, here's some free schnapps. Uh, free schnapps. I was like, okay. I think it was like Kirsch. Heck which yeah. Is like a cheery thing. Yeah. So anyway, that was a great first night. And then the next day I did the second thing that I really wanted to do. Oh, yes. And I went yes. to the Belvedere. Yeah. Oh. And the Belvedere is where Gustav Klimt's the kisses. And so my goal was when I went when I was younger, I was 19. Like, or no, I wasn't. I wasn't even 19. I was 18 You're years 18. old. You were 18. Yeah, when I first oh. went to Vienna. I didn't know how to truly appreciate some of this. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, You've yeah, been yeah. on a vacation and your parents dragged you in a museum and you're just like, this is so boring. Exactly. <laughs> and then later on in life, you're like, wow, this was really cool, actually. And now you're at later on in life yeah, to say like, I was like I'm to really approach it like, I am pumped. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I wanted to do the entire music. I wanted to do every single room of the Upper Belvedere. Mm. I wanted to do every single room. Wow. Every single one. And you I wanted did. to experience all of it. I did everything. I even went through the coat check and the gift shop. <laughs> 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 that's thorough you hit the bathroom too yeah. while you're at it but seriously <laughs> talk about some of the things you saw there like yeah. what well i do have to say like there's a large collection there but the but the palace itself is also part of it because it's just so beautiful oh wow it was just so gorgeous i just love the belvedere but i think seeing a lot of the gustav klimt work which you know he was a an austrian artist in you know the late 1800s you know early 1900s the turn of the century and his work is so emotional and a lot of times women were his muse you know and there was this uh a couple pieces of work where they had a description of like what he was going through in his life and you could see it like see it wow in his work and it was just beautiful. beautiful and i got to see a lot of like renaissance and medieval art but i really wanted to see the kiss yeah it is my favorite painting not just because I've seen it before in person, but if you, uh, almost everybody knows it. It's one of the most, I think, famous paintings. Yeah. Um, but it, I just love it. It's so gorgeous. The color is so beautiful. That yellow and the green and the blue and just the everything. But there's a room. So you go through the Gustav Klimt and then at the end of the, like, the exhibit that focuses on him, you walk into this room and at the end of it, and you're like in a room of a palace. So it's like this old ass room with wow. like, you know, paintings on the ceilings. Oh yeah. Tall ceilings. Yeah. And you walk in and in this big like case, you know, behind thick glass with like a little security line right in front of it is the kiss with these lights shining on it. And the thing that you don't necessarily see when you see recreations of it is that Klimt used a lot of like gold paint in it. So it shimmers, it reflects, but it's like all of the paint is around the faces or like of the hum- of the people of Klimt and his muse. And you just feel the emotion that went into this. It's huge. It's actually pretty tall. Stroke. It's pretty tall. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty large painting. Mm. Um, but I walk in and they're just people sitting around. It is so quiet. And they're just people sitting on these little benches, just staring at it, just like looking at it, pondering it. Wow. And I don't know why, but I like stood and I just kept staring at it. And in that moment, there was like this feeling of solidarity. Like I'm standing next to these like people from, uh, they were from like South Korea, somebody from France, somebody from, you know, Germany, somebody from Austria there and everywhere. And I'm, we're all sitting there looking at this and it's like, you just felt this. I don't even know how to explain it. Just like that. We all understood something that was really universal. And I was just like, started crying. Cause I'm like, 
it's just it's a really moving painting you could tell that it feels almost like at a certain point he was so in love with that moment and with like the woman that he's holding that he went mad like he went literally crazy like that's what it feels like because they're flex like you could just tell he took his paintbrush and he just started flecking paint at at it and you can feel that and so i'm just sitting there crying and it's just it if you are ever in vienna please like i just I completely recommend taking a trip to the Belvedere Museum and seeing the kiss and and seeing all of it. So many beautiful works of art there. Absolutely loved it. So I finished that off and I was, I was like, you know what? I did everything I wanted to. You accomplished everything that you wanted to do. I could have done a lot more, but I didn't want to stress myself out. I also wanted to just walk around the city and enjoy it and feel the people. And you know what I mean? And this was the front half of your trip. Yeah, this so, was the first, just the first couple days. So moving now, you've you've gotten your fill, you know, from Vienna. Yeah. Tell us about going from Vienna to your next location. Yeah. So got up early the next day, and I knew, had I knew how to use the public transit system. I got to the uh, Hauptbahnhof. I was taking a train from Vienna to Munich. So from mm-hmm. Austria to southeast Germany. Yep. Which was about a three and a half hour train ride. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, so you can go from like the far end of Austria all the way up into Germany, <laughs> into go. Munich. Bam, and a train. Oh, chilling. and I love train. Yeah, so I got my coffee, got on the train. Yeah. And I ended up sitting next to this uh, young woman and she and I just started talking and in German. And I just, it was so fun because she was like, wow, like, how did you learn to speak German? You know, I kind of told her my experience and mm-hmm. everything like that. But she was really like surprised by it. And we just had such a great conversation. She told me about her, like she's from Germany, um, but moved to Vienna and mm-hmm. was just telling me about her journey. She was like a mental health professional. She's like studying oh, and yeah, to be a therapist. The people you meet and are able to talk to when you're out and about and when you actually can communicate with them is yeah. so exciting. The people you meet on these trips, yeah. on, on, on our solo trips, we've met some pretty cool people. Yeah. I mean, already like this amazing bartender you know in vienna and then i get on the train sitting next to this mental health professional who's studying you know to go on to be a a therapist Mm -hmm. and everything and we just talked about that we talked about life in the u.s you know between there and munich we just had such a fun conversation it made the time fly you can be from anywhere in the world and connect with people it's so true yeah it's it's beautiful you know you find commonality and you yeah you may disagree but when you get to a disagreement you figure out why you disagree Mm -hmm. you know but anyway, then I got to Munich and from Munich, I was going to take, I had like kind of like a two hour layover. I don't know Train what you call over. it. Just stop yeah. over, whatever. And uh, was in Munich and I've actually never been to like, I have been to Munich, but I've never been like uh, in it. You know, Munich is fame, so famous for yeah. Oktoberfest, of course. Yeah. So it is obviously was destroyed. Yeah. And how would you describe those, those two hours in Munich? Oh my gosh. It was like really sunny and I, uh, I take the train from the Hauptbahnhof uh, into the city and it it's just bustling and it's it, there's something about it like the the buildings aren't very very tall because i believe there's like an old law that the buildings no building can be taller than the top of the churches yeah. than the tallest uh-huh. church so it keeps everything pretty low but but Architecturally Munich beautiful. is known as like one of the more expensive cities if not the most not, expensive i was about to say it's pretty expensive. So it's Germany's most expensive city. So. But i kind of understood why so it's class beautiful some, yeah uh, yeah, and no, it's just, I think that there's just a lot of people who have wanted to live there, and there's it, a very high quality of life, mm-hmm. and things, like, it was just so gorgeous. I walked to, like, Marienplatz, which is, like, the famous, you know, center 
um, like a big square, like a piazza. Um, and I, it was just so beautiful. I was just oh. kind of like my breath was taken away. I didn't, I wasn't able to be there too long cause I wanted to make sure I took, like I didn't miss my train, but I walked around that area and I just absorbed everything. Mm-hmm. I walked by all these like little cafes and, went and to each city has its own vibe. So from yeah. Vienna to Munich, within that yeah, three and a half different. hour time, yeah. you're like, I'm experiencing totally two different cultures, two yeah. different vibes, two different energies. Yeah. And yeah. Like, all right, back onto the train. Where yeah. You going? Yeah. I think that, I think Austrians are a little slower in their pace of life and you could tell in Munich life was a little faster, mm. but still very peaceful and very wow. like beautiful. I went to a park. That's the last place that I went to uh-huh. was a park that's over there. Not far from like the, the center in the piazza. So I was in the park and I just remember this like grandfather walking with his grandchildren, speaking to them in German and explaining something to them. And he just like looks like this like regal gentleman dressed in this like tweed suit and it's a chilly day in Munich. And I'm just like, this what What kind of German Mary Poppins is my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it was beautiful and and I really enjoyed it. I wasn't able to be there too too long, but I really love Munich and I cannot wait to go back. Mm -hmm. Um but then I got on a train and I went up to Heidelberg and I got there in the evening. And Heidelberg was not like Vienna in that I was really there to see Sarah and we had the Mm -hmm. best time. But I think what I want to like talk a little bit about is like when I got to Germany, it felt like earlier in the beginning, you asked me, you know, how are you doing? You know, how did you feel about planning this trip? Yeah. For me, I was really excited to have something that felt kind of like home. It does feel like home. I mean, to me, because I lived in Heidelberg, I studied there at the uni. We've gone back so many times. Mm -hmm. I have so many memories there with you. It's yeah. It's I could tell you, yeah, I was over at Bismarckplatz and I walked over to the the Turkish place and got dinner. Austin knows exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's your it's where you feel your soul is supposed to be. Yeah. I love it. That's your place. Yeah. And when I got there, see, I hadn't been there in over two years. The last time we were there was we were what, supposed May to go. 2019? Yeah, we were supposed to go. Obviously, the pandemic happened yeah. like weeks before you're we supposed to leave. Yeah. So bummed. Yeah. But you're back. Yeah. And they, uh. they're doing so much work there to make the city even more beautiful. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. It felt so easy. It felt easy being there. Um, it, 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 it sounds so strange, but it's like I needed a feeling of like, whoo, like feeling in the familiar I I think I did need that. And when I was there, the moment I got off at Bismarckplatz and I knew exactly where the hotel was, I didn't even need to like use GPS or anything because I just knew where it was on the map. I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. This is a really beautiful feeling. I felt so safe. I felt so like I was home. Yeah, you you had found, yeah, you're familiar. There's no place like home and that is home for you. And so you're like, I am free in the city that I love. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Then you got to your, you, so you met up with Sarah. Yeah. So we spent a night with, I was with Sarah and then she had two of her very dear friends. And it was so funny because, uh, they came to my hotel and we had some drinks before we went out and just to like chat and everything. And it was so funny because Sarah came up and she, Sarah, so Sarah lives in Indy, um, but she's originally from Germany, but for the past 10 years, she's lived in the U.S. Yeah. So yeah. Sarah, I mean, when I talk with Sarah, it's like, it feels like I'm talking to somebody from back home. She you know, know they, I mean? she, yeah, it's she like, knows. yeah, she exactly. Knows. She, she knows. knows. She knows. She knows. See, she I could talk to her about Indy and she'll know what I'm talking about. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, something happened on 465. She'll be like, 
don't know what you're talking no, about. No, that's so. Four sixty five is so fast. <laughs> anyway, so you, th- this your this is your sister. You oh yeah, her. so she comes up and well, I, I love I'm, her. We love you. I immediately start speaking to her in English, but she had told me earlier. She's like, "Hey, yeah, my friends like they don't really speak English." So oh, and you're like, "No problem." Well, it did take me a second to transition into that level oh. of fluid conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 this like street we talk on the street yeah you and and they speak dialect like they speak you know heidelberger deutsch you know it's just so different i can't uh, actually even mimic it she just like has a little bit more like uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of amish like when they say like it's kind of like that mm-hmm. like schwabish but it took me a second to really get into the conversation flow but we had so much fun we ended up going out that night uh, um her friend Teresa is a mom and i always say when moms go out that is the wildest Oh, time. my gosh. Because they know how to when have fun. When the moms go out, let me tell you, we have stories about you, right? You, right. <laughs> we have so, so y'all can keep and twirl the night down. We had so much fun. And yes. I went back that night. On the way, I stopped and got myself some dinner, some dinner kebab. Oh, which my gosh. It's the best food. Amazing. So good. So good. Turkish-German so cuisine. Love it. Come on. That's especially good after you've had some libations, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not libations. Not the spirits. But anyway, yeah, I went home. And then, like, the next day, I walked around. And so I think what I'm thinking about now is that this was Halloween. Halloween oh, yeah. was like so my last Halloween. full day. It was a Sunday. It's a beautiful fall day. Oh, Southwest it was so Sherman, gorgeous. Right? It, yeah, it was yeah. quite warm, wow. you know, in like mid 50s, oh, upper wow. 50s, you know, for that time of the year. But Heidelberg is surrounded like by these mountains and it has like this river and we always talk about it. But in the fall time, there's like this couple weeks where literally like the hills are just multicolored and just mm. gorgeous. Like think like Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge kind of vibe. That sort of, I mean, you could think of like upstate New York. Yeah. Because the, the leaves beautiful. are all changing. And the air is so dramatic. clean. Hills, yes, yeah, so clean. Yeah. It's so clean. Oh. It's just so beautiful. It's a lot more chill. I re- I just love it. And so I walked around the Hauptstrasse and the Altstadt, the old city. And you just feel so safe. I just loved it. I hopped around at a couple of different places, got myself some lunch. I met this woman who used to be like a professor and she asked me where I lived and I was like, Sicily. She's like, Sicilia. Oh. Oh, I, I speak Italian. I have family from there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Sicily follows you everywhere. It never leaves. <laughs> never leaves you. The Godfather never leaves. Oh, we love it though. Um, but yeah, I, I spent my last night, you know, I struck up conversations with multiple people actually. And it was just so fun. I got to speak a lot of German and got to meet some like mm-hmm. really beautiful humans. Um, and then it was time for me to go home. So I woke up. Next day, it was literally like 4 a.m. Because I had to meet, get my train you, <laughs> at 5.30. How much sleep did you get, if any? <sighs> like two, maybe three hours. So you went to bed at like one midnight and got up <laughs> at 4 a.m. to get on a bus. I actually had my alarm set for 3.30, but I didn't get out of bed until 4. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Oh, no. It takes me time. It takes, I'm a that. slow riser. I mean, same. <laughs> but yeah, I took a uh, train to, to uh, Frankfurt. I was actually going to Frankfurt Hahn Airport which is like not in Frankfurt at all. It's like way north of there, like northwest. She out of the way. So there was, there's no trains that go there. So I had to take a bus. Which is so weird. It's so strange. So weird for a train not yeah, to go to an airport. Yeah, so weird. So I had, to, I had to go to the Frankfurt Hauptbahnhof from Heidelberg, which I was direct. And that place is massive. Wow. I, I've actually yeah, never left city. the Frankfurt main train station. So I did not know where I was going. Thankfully, I had GPS. Um, 
but I, I like open up the doors and I saw, you know, Frankfurt, downtown Frankfurt and everything. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like it's, it's a, if you are a person who likes like skyscrapers and you do like some modern with the older and you like that big city vibe, Frankfurt, Frankfurt is definitely has ah, that cool. vibe. But I found the bus and I got on and I have to say like, as like the last real part of the trip before I got on a plane and flew back, that bus ride was incredible. We went to all uh. these little like German towns to stop for oh, other people. So you got to see like the real countryside yeah. and drive into like Mainz, drive into all these other different real places. places. Uh. It was beautiful. I got to be on the highway, got to see like farms in Germany and it really did make me That's feel. Special. Yeah. Like that open land, like it, it was just really beautiful. It's fall time. The leaves are all changing. It was gorgeous. We're going we love by Germany vin- for vineyards. Reason. And yeah, yeah. I think the coolest part was there was right before we got to probably like, you know, a few miles away from the airport, we're driving up these mountains and it's just these huge mountains and there's just vineyards going down them alongside uh, kind of like a forested like area. Yeah, area. And the trees are all just like orange and red and, uh, and then, and it's like cloudless and just beautiful. And I'm just like, I am like on this bus flying through the German countryside, going zooming by all of these vineyards, breathtaking castle in the distance, just so beautiful. What it was a is beautiful this morning. fairy tale dream? I just felt so. I had so much gratitude in my heart. Um, but then, yeah, so got to the airport and flew wow. back to Palermo, and mm-hmm. I just remember when I landed, I felt like, wow, I really needed that. But I was also so missing you, and I was really excited to that see. Been a week. Yeah, that was really exciting when we saw each other. And then the, the last, well, actually, this is the very last part of this story. I got to the train station, and Austin made it seem like he was still at home. <laughs> and I like get get off the thing, and right when I get off the train, I'm like grabbing my bags, and I look up, and there's Austin with his big Cheshire cat, adorable oh, little you smile. Stop! <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it was so was, cute. I was so excited. He, you were trying to be like, no, wait for me home. Um, I'll be excited to be back at the apartment and see you. And I was like, no, I'm about to see you the second you step off that train. Oh, and he did. And it was so cute. And I think it was strange because when I came back to Palermo, it, things had changed. And so we'll we'll talk about that in the next episode for both of us. Because I think after you got back from Tarmina, mm-hmm. things had also changed. Like we just, I, I think something changed. I had a prep. We hit this like precipice. Yeah. We, we, we really, yeah. I'm excited to talk about the growth that came from these solo trips. Yeah. Because you were fueled and filled in so many ways. And as it gave me a confidence that I I really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Quite beautiful. And we had tons of friends reach out to say, I can't believe you did a solo trip by yourself. That makes us so nervous. That makes me so, so nervous. I've never done it. And we're like, you know what made us nervous too, but I'm glad we did it. And I'm so glad you had so much fun I, and that you I, were in your happy place. I did. And I'm oh, really thankful that I love you. We, I love you too. And I oh. think I, I, I know in the beginning we, I was really nervous and really scared about doing it. And I thought in a way I was like, oh, you know, I feel bad that you had to stay here with schnitzel. But after learning about Tarmina and everything that you did, that's, I'm so happy that you went. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you got those experiences. Oh, thank you. Oh, seriously. I love you. I love you too. Oh, thank you all so much. Like we really appreciate you listening to us. We've yes. been receiving so much love for the human vibe lately. And we thank just want to thank all of and you. We love sharing our stories and yeah, it's just, thank you for bringing a smile to our hearts and yeah. Yeah. We are learning. We are growing. You know, we're always a work in progress, but that's the beautiful part about being a human. And so each new place, each new experience, like Austin and I, like, I think that's one thing we both feel like 
the growth that this is like producing doing something like this yeah. you know we we see it in front of our own eyes yeah. and watch and, each other go through it and it's a really it, it's something really special to experience it really is so we, i send all the love we have for our success and our growth and our love and sending it right back to y'all because you deserve it you deserve to know that you're loved and your happiness is important and it matters and you should chase it so yes yeah, yeah well perfect on that note remember to chase your happiness And thanks for vibing with us. Bye.